Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. For anyone new to the podcast, welcome. Each week I come out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode, and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. This week, we are talking about a cryptid that has been a part of Irish folklore since it began, the Banshee. She is a womanly spirit that is said to warn people of a loved one's death, or even worse, their own. Today's Weird Club inductee is my friend Ryan. He's an actor-singer in New York, originally from Chicago, and best yet, he is very Irish. Before I get into the story, you might be thinking, well, Josh, isn't a banshee a spirit? And isn't a spirit not a cryptid? And to that I say, debatable. But yes, I might be bending the definition of cryptid here. Even though technically ghosts and demons aren't creatures, they have never been proven to exist, even though they are widely believed in, so they too will be on the podcast. I won't be doing a ton of them, but sometimes when I come across a really good one, I want to share. Okay, the Banshee. Let's dive in. Tales of these spirits have been around since as early as the 8th century. Like other cryptids I've covered, there are many origin stories or theories that come along with this spirit. Some believe they are those of women who have passed away and become banshees due to some injustice in their life or because of bad or maybe even improper things they did when they were living, or if something violent happened to her. Others believe that each family of ancient Gaelic nobility had their own banshee. That meant anyone with the last name that started with O or Mick or Mac. But there are some stories that say the banshee is a spirit of a particular woman from Irish history. There's an ancient battle goddess named Catabadva. She is also known as Badba, which is the southeast version of her name that means banshee. Badba was known as the Celtic and Irish war goddess, who was also seen as a supernatural woman, and sometimes even a demon, who had the ability to turn into a crow. In the second battle of Magtruid, Badba drove the enemies out of Ireland, which showed the power that she had. She even had, one could say, an evil personality, where she roamed the battlefields before and after the slaughter. She did this in her crow form, where she was weeping or keening to warn off the death that was to come. But one of the most famous sightings of a banshee, and probably one of the first documented stories about it, is from a once king of Scotland. 1437. King James I of Scotland. The king had been a prisoner for almost 20 years in the Tower of London. When his father died in 1406, he became the rightful heir to the throne. But since he was a prisoner, his uncle, Robert of Albany, ruled Scotland. King Robert did very little to secure James's freedom because he was hoping that his son would assume the throne when he died. But in 1423, James was released from prison for a ransom of 60,000 marks, which is about 3,600 US dollars now. He was then crowned the King of Scotland. James focused on restoring the prestige of the monarchy and forfeited the lands of the rebellious nobles, including the Dukes of Albany. He then started to spend large amounts of money on his palace and other luxuries for the court, which caused even more resentment from the nobles. While in Perth, King James I 
is approached one day by a strange woman. She is older looking and has a haggard appearance. She tells the king that he is going to be murdered soon and that he should be weary of the friars. The king is said to have brushed it off as just a crazy woman and didn't really listen to her warning. Little did he know that just a day later, a group of nobles who were opposed to the king's spending habits would attack and kill him in the Dominican monastery in Perth. The thing is, that monastery was also known as the Monastery of Friars Preachers. The Banshee is said to have two appearances in her humanoid form. She has been seen as an old woman, like in King James I's story, but she has also been seen as a young woman, almost like an enchantress. This would make sense because one of the names in Gaelic for Banshee is Bean Sea, which means fairy woman, but entomologists and folklorists agree that Sea originally meant otherworld. So that would mean Bean Sea translate to woman of the other world. Now, there are many, many names for the Banshee, but another one is Bean Keowint, which is Gaelic for keening woman. So, Keening is rhythmic crying or wailing seen as a ritual of death. It is necessary in order for the dead to cross over to the other side or the other world. There are women who were called keening women, and their role in society was to be hired to help the spirit of a loved one pass over. Since they were for hire, only rich families could afford them, which could support the belief that noble families of Ireland had their own banshee. Now, these women were seen as being in between worlds. They were neither fully in the spirit world, nor were they in the mortal world. Because of this, they were allowed to not follow societal norms. A lot of keening women walked barefoot, not on roads, with disheveled hair and ripped clothes. This is how some claim the spirit form of the Banshee looks like. So, back to some history. In the 17th century, there was a huge decrease in sightings. Historians believe that this was due to British rule of the land, because Banshees followed Irish families, or so we thought. But what if I were to tell you there was a Banshee in South Dakota? Sometime in the 1870s, the story says that a group of three cowboys were staying the night near what is known as Dogwatch Butte in the Badlands National Park. They were sitting by a fire, laughing at jokes, telling stories, when all of a sudden clouds rolled in and covered the moon. It gave the already ominous canyons and rock spears an even stranger aura. But things didn't stop there. Out of nowhere, they heard a shriek, an inhuman scream. They looked in the direction they heard it from and could make out what looked like a woman. But this was no human woman. She was translucent and shining in blue. As they were all staring at her, she let out another shriek. Her arm shot up as her jaw lurched down. Her eyes sank into black pits. Then they heard something moving behind them. They looked back but couldn't see anything because of how dark the woods were. But out of the silence, they heard a song being played on a fiddle. At this point, the woman had faded away, but they started to let their minds wander off until they fell asleep. When they woke up the next morning, the sun was bright and the sky was light blue, but one of the three cowboys was gone. They were able to follow his boot prints in the dirt and sand, but when they came to the edge of a cliff, they expected the worst. One of them laid on his stomach and crawled to the edge, expecting to find his friend laying dead at the bottom. But instead, 
he saw a skeleton, and next to the skeleton was a fiddle. The two decided to head to the nearest town as fast as possible so they wouldn't have to spend another night with the Banshee of the Badlands. Now, this Banshee is a little different from our main squeeze across the pond. She doesn't seem to be warning of impending doom. She seems to just be terrifying hikers near Dogwatch Butte. She has been reported especially at night. People report a woman who will gesture toward them, speaking words they can't hear. When they try to get closer to understand what she is saying, she bursts into a violent shriek before quickly disappearing. She's also reported to have a companion with her, a skeletal figure. According to some, legend has it that she is the ghost of a murdered woman who lures people close by mouthing a question no one can hear. Once you get close enough, she chills you to your bones with her blood-curdling scream, flailing her arms as she disappears in plain sight, then reappears still shrieking on top of the butte. It's hard to pinpoint when the sightings began, but she is still being seen in the park to this day. I have two eyewitness stories, one from the 70s and the other from 2014. And this first one is from Reddit, so get excited. 1978, Northern Ireland. This user tells the story of when his dad, Al, encountered a banshee. His dad was 18 or 19 at the time, and was with two other friends driving to a pub in a rural town. One of the friends, Bert, told Al that he wasn't feeling well, so he would just stay in the car and sleep it off. So Al and his other friend went into the pub around 9pm. After they were a little drunk, they had forgotten about their friend, so around 11pm they went out to check on him. But when he looked in the car, Bert was sitting in the middle back seat with tears streaming down his face, white as a ghost, looking as if he was in some sort of trance. They started screaming, Bert, unlock the door, Bert! The trance-like state broke, and he opened the door and immediately said, Did you hear that? They both didn't hear anything, but Bert begged them to take him home, all the way, never breaking his stare out of the windshield. They drove Bert home like he asked, and he said nothing the entire ride. The next day, he finally was able to talk about what he saw. Bert said that this black figure of a woman stood in front of the car, came flying up to the windshield, face to face with him, giving a deathly scream with an open mouth so large it was inhuman, with an empty blackness and terrifying eyes just staring at him, then flew away. He moved to the back seat to get further away from whatever he saw, but what Bert didn't know at the time was his uncle was pronounced dead at 11 p.m. that night, around the same time he saw the Banshee. Not only is this sighting accurate to Irish legends of the Banshee being a, a warning of death, but it also sounds like what people are seeing in the Badlands. This next story is much more recent, and I want to read her exact account. March 6, 2014, Clare County in Ireland. I have quite an experience here in Ireland with what I believe to be a banshee. They are a typical folklore monster here, and I personally thought them to be legends and old stories, but last Tuesday I had an encounter that can only be explained by that. I live in a small farmhouse in a pretty rural area of Ireland, which isn't saying much as most of Ireland is rural anyway. I heard what sounded like at first the screaming sound that cats make when they have a standoff but it slowly started to transform into a constant ringing scream coming from the distance. 
It was coming from a field next to me, which is locally nicknamed the Far Bog, as it is just that, a bog, marsh, that is far away from anything in particular. I panicked and thought that someone had gotten stuck in the bog, which is actually a common way of death around here, sadly, so I called the guards, the Irish police, and ran outside to try and find her. When I got to the bog, I saw a woman standing upright on a stone wall that borders the bog. She had her head tilted upwards and was screaming so loud that it actually caused some pain. She appeared to be wearing a flowing dress of some sort. This freaked me out as I presumed it was some drugged up or drunk person, and I ran back inside and waited for the guards to come. A single patrol car came up a few minutes later, but the screaming had stopped. I explained to them exactly what had happened, and they were actually the first person to mention the possibility that it was a banshee. They mentioned that this sort of call happens every few years. They officially wrote it down as a drunk and disorderly person on private property who left but then told me to call all of my immediate family to make sure everything was okay, as they both believed it was a banshee. I did just that, and sadly found out that my mother had passed away in her sleep that night. Emily. Heartbreaking, for sure, but very, very interesting. This week's segment of Weird Club is with my friend Ryan. He is a fantastically hilarious performer from Chicago, so let's hear what he makes of the banshee. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weird Club segment of the show. Today, I have my friend Ryan with me. Hi, Ryan. Hi. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Ryan has heard all about the Banshee. Um, oh, wait, before I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, where do you lie on, are you a skeptic or a believer? Where would you say you lie on that, like, thin line? Um, I mean, at this point... I'm definitely a skeptic, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a lot more complicated than I first uh, was w- thought it would be Ooh. as far as like, I think like when you hear the word banshee, mm-hmm. at least for me, like I was like, oh, like Bigfoot, like there's like one, it's kind of like one person mm-hmm. and it's not, I mean, yes, there has been Bigfoot sightings like all over the right, country, right. but it's not it's, it's, I feel like from what you were describing, like there are multiple kinds of banshees. Right. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's definitely and, rooted in a folklore thing. Yes. So. And it's more, it's not as, um, it's much more human, I think, in appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as otherworldly than I think it originally was. Like I kind of thought it was like this flying creature that would just scream at you. Um, But it's, it's, it's a little bit more human than that, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, It's, it's definitely, I mean, one thing that's hard for me to get on board with, especially with the Banshee is that it is, so deeply rooted in folklore and an Irish tradition um, mm-hmm. that, you know, stories are passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, um, exactly. That, it, you know, the lines blur of what's real and what is, 
you know, a tale that you tell. Um, I actually yeah. have one of my really, really close friends um, was born in Ireland um, and like her parents are very Irish. Um, so I, I texted her and asked mm-hmm. like what the band, like what she thought the band she was. And <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, no. I mean, she was like, I don't believe, like, I don't believe in the Banshee. We didn't like grow up hearing it. Cause I, I was, I originally asked, I was like, is it like a boogeyman story? She was like, no. Um, she said it, they, it's basically like, <laughs> like basically how they use it in Ireland is a noun to describe someone that's like going crazy or like screaming too much. Like she'll be like, oh, who is that like loud person over there? She's screaming like a Banshee. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I like, <laughs> not, not to say, I just think that that's an interesting thing that like someone who is from Ireland um, and that's probably, I mean, she's, she's probably like one of many that think that way. And there are others who think other ways, but um, I think it's like a good side of, to look at as well is that this might just be something that is, you know, a tall tale from history. Well, I am actually Irish. Right. <laughs> you are Irish. I'm Irish. I'm 25% Irish. Um, my last name, my last name is Byrne. Mm-hmm. Um, originally Oburn. Oh, um, oh, oh. Oh, C-O, which is important. You have a banshee. Um, yeah, so when my grandpa came, when his parents immigrated here, they mm-hmm. took the O away. But you were saying, uh, you were saying something about how, like, it usually, am I making this up, that it, it targeted families that started with O, Mick, or Mac? Or am was, I, am I? It was connected with families. Um. with that yes okay i did not i was not raised on any of these stories Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like that's you know that's a little insight of of that but yeah i mean i'm wondering like you know when like someone's like having sex too loud do you think like you were kind you were heather you were kind of being a banshee last night like heather heather (laughs) yeah Um, it's like and also banshees are, I mean, like, I feel like one of the, one of the, like, you know, otherworldly type things that is, is pretty well known in the sense of, you know, like, it was deaf. I remember there being a banshee on Supernatural, the TV show, and I'm oh, sure yeah. Scooby-Doo had one, like, yeah. so I feel like it was, I feel like it's one of those, um, like, ghosts that you kind of, like, everybody knows. About. Everybody knows the name. Everybody right. knows name but i don't think like again i always well blair let me tell you something blair witch like really fucks me up as far as like i have like this one image of like a female monster because mm-hmm. you were describing you were describing like a woman who was like cloaked and mm-hmm. like she, she was flying too was flying too yeah she like flies yeah and in blair witch like they talk about like this woman who's like covered in fur Right. And she has like these wings. So, you know, it's funny. It's, it's interesting how these um, legends can intersect and like, right. Maybe the bear witch is a banshee. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, and maybe the banshee possible. is just a witch. It's just a witch. But then um, it was also kind of giving me like media, like gypsy vibes. Oh, I don't know if I can say that anymore, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, like, ah, uh, let me read your... Like a fortune teller. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was like worse. Somewhat of, a, somewhat of a medium, you know, right. a woman who is between these two worlds. Mm-hmm. So let's be clear. 
the mm-hmm. Keening woman yes. is not, they're not banshees. They were not those considered banshees. Real, those are like real women. Yeah, that was real. like a real job. Like yeah. people got paid a shit ton of money during the time to do that. Yeah. But you were saying that these women didn't have to live in the societal like right. norms of the time. So mm-hmm. do you think that like, I mean, I'm sure what happened is that like, at least for some of these women mm-hmm. is like, they got together, they were like, listen, like, if we have to pretend, you know, if we have to act a little crazy and go a little barefoot in order to, like, make that money and, like, not have to, like, lock down a man, like, let's, like, of course. Like, right. of course. <laughs> you know, if I could tell people, if I could be like, hey, who's your least favorite relative? And then someone's like, my Aunt May. And I'm like, Aunt May's gonna die <laughs> about give or take five-ish years and they're like awesome like here's 200 squib I don't know if they use <laughs> I don't know if they use in ancient Ireland but and then you're like dope like amazing so I can definitely see I can definitely see some heists going on as right. far as like right I mean and also appropriate I think, appropriating banshee culture right. as, oh my goodness, as right. you would put it in 2020 yeah and I think I think this is it's also really um interesting that a lot of this was happening um during the spiritual movement of the time where um you know people were where like people wanted to get like their seance like you they wanted to have a seance or they wanted to to speak to their relatives on the other side um exactly exactly and I think that brings an inherent believability but also like that also opens the door for people to just use that you know because like fuck like i'm i'm a fairly intelligent person i bet you i could read someone's fortune by making very broad guesses and reading their facial expressions i mean there's got to be a science to it i mean i will say though i was watching the graham norton show which Mm -hmm. like god bless like nobody can touch graham norton any 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 other talk host talk show i'm so nervous i'm like <laughs> i'm like screaming my words my first podcast i'm so nervous um but and he was talking to helen mama carter about her role on the crown i don't know if you watch the crown right. but mm-hmm. highly recommend it it's a wonderful show she was talking about she she went to this medium who was a mm-hmm. friend of hers and the things she was saying so margaret like princess margaret like came in the room Oh, fuck. The spirit of, there's literally, you can go on YouTube and like watch this interview. It's crazy. Uh-huh. She was talking about how like, um, she told her, she told the medium who told Helen Bama Carter to the cigarette and how she holds the cigarette is, uh-huh. is very important. She said, I always use that as a, as a weapon of communication. Oh. And, I, and I was like, that is so specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, I don't know how like, you know, a random woman, because right. she didn't know that, because this was before Helen Bob Carter like, said yes to the role. Uh-huh. And this woman allegedly was like, Margaret's here, does that mean anything to you? And she was, she was like, like yes, yes, it does. <laughs> and she said, hold the cigarette as a weapon. Like, and that's when I'm like, oh shit, like, I think, like, that's legit. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to justify that as like, oh, well, like, it's all clairvoyance. Like, I right. don't know. No, I do. I, so, I think that there are, there are people out there that are mediums. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think that that's like a, a really interesting, like, you know, this, this, there's been women in history always have been mm-hmm. witches or have been like, 
have these magical sort of spiritual abilities um, that yeah. I think the Banshee also falls into. And especially yeah. with these Keening women um, back in times when they were seen as otherworldly. Um, yeah. I think that's like, a, that's why for me, like, of course, again, my listeners are so tired of hearing me say this. I want to believe in everything. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident to say that there are cryptids out there that are like, you know, like they're fake as shit or whatever. Um, but I think with this one particularly, I think that although, although there, like, there aren't a lot of like specific sightings and such, I think that mm-hmm. there's so much historic weight to it that there's yeah. gotta be something like, it's not, it's not people yeah. making it up at this point. Um, but what people kind of say for the screaming of a Banshee, um, because there, there are a ton of, of people that say um, they hear it, but they don't see a Banshee. Um, so what, me what yeah, it would be weird. Um, but what so people think that they're hearing, especially in Ireland, I guess anywhere. Um, but it's, this is specifically in Ireland is that they're hearing barn owls. Um, because okay. barn owls have this like like their their cry is a, like a screech it is yeah. blood curdling it is yeah. strange um and back in the day um in, during ancient battles owls would screech and take flight if they noticed an army approaching um so the defending army would look for the owls fleeing and then they know you know it's time to go um and uh, now in Ireland, barn owls are the most endangered species of owl, um, but they're still there. Um, so okay. it could make sense for why the banshee sightings are more sparse now, because there are less owls. Um, but but when you say sightings, would that mean hearings? Right. I think that there. I think there's. I think that there are like ones where you know, like the ones told in the story where people say they saw something, and I think there's right. other times that people say they heard screaming um yeah and i mean what what doesn't like what i wouldn't be able to tell you is how like a coincidence like that could happen with someone's death you know right exactly Exactly. like that seems that just seems that doesn't make sense to me um because like how i don't know i think like i like obviously coincidences are real but i feel like that's way too much of a coincidence um, are these stories though like are these are these deaths like documented in in relation to to when a sighting or hearing that's, happened that's or the thing that, I mean, that's all up for debate right we kind of have to take the word of whoever the person is that saw it or yeah, just or heard witness. it um yeah and honestly like in the original legends it was much more strict of like or it was less strict of you know they were warning you of your death they don't know when, but like they're warning you of your death. Um, Like in the King James story, it happened the next day. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think more, more recently um, it's become like, you know, next day or like, like that moment, girl, like it's, it's time. And then you're like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, but in one of the stories that you said, it was, she had took one of the hikers yeah, so in the in the Badlands one. Yeah, and it but but so that was like specifically like you're gonna die. It, so it either is like you someone you know is gonna die or you aren't gonna die, but I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's so like 
What a bitch. It's so broad that, <laughs> you know, like at least, at least in the King James story, I wouldn't really call her a banshee. I would call her almost like more of a psychic or something because she literally yeah. told him like, beware of the friar, like good, like beware of the friar, like you're going to die tomorrow. Um, uh-huh. she, which, did like, she scream? No. Did she scream? In the story, and so, but for some reason, she's been linked. She didn't to feel Gunches. like she didn't feel like screaming that day. She was like, she "Listen, we're in public. Like, uh, I just, I didn't want to. It would have been too much of a scene. The cords are tired. She's like, I'm I need, I didn't just coming off of a, a big performance. She's like, week. yeah, she's like, I didn't steam today. I'm <laughs> just, I'm just gonna let you know that the friars, beware of the friars. Yeah, she was like, she was like, oh, 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 oh god. <laughs> I know. I trying to take my glasses off oh my god um yeah no but she seems like a bad bitch like good for her yeah. for telling but um oh. where was i oh but the badlands one so that badlands one like especially with that story because that's in south dakota um so it's like not i mean obviously it's linked to the the banshees in ireland but she seems to have her own like kind of a thing um and what people think that she is is um like Obviously, there are a bunch of like origin stories for her, but because people can, you can, you know, I could tell you, I could make up an origin story right now. But the ones yeah. that I read ranged from like, she was a Native American woman who was killed by um, like the white settlers. Um, some yeah. said that she was killed by, she was a Native, Native American woman killed by another tribe. Um, some yeah. said she was a white woman that was killed by Native Americans. So, like, but that doesn't, oh my God, it's, oh my God. <laughs> a ghost. Wait. This just fell. <laughs> what is it? But the lamp next to me just fell down. I'm so scared right now. Oh my Ooh, God. a banshee's coming to get you. Well, that wouldn't, no, but I'm not, I don't know. If we were talking about like an invisible spirit, then that might right. freak me out more. But this doesn't, this isn't reading to me. The, I don't think the banshee had anything to do with this. No, I don't think the banshee, she doesn't care that much. It's another episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's, this is another ghost that's haunting this your house. another right ghost, now. right. Um, um, but yeah, um, so like, especially with, with the Badlands one, it's been more linked to her causing deaths. Like, she's the one that's like luring you to your death instead of, um, instead of with the more Irish Banshee, which is like just warning. Like she's, she has nothing to do with it. She's just warning. So um, the American one is much more sinister. Right. Which is fun, I, which is interesting as far as like, you know, American ghost stories versus like does that have to do with the Banshee himself herself or the nature of who is telling these stories does that make sense yeah no it does and I think it also it's linked with like you know uh, like especially with in if it if it is linked with Native American culture um yeah the things that happened between white settlers and Native American people like was 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 a violent Exactly. to begin with um exactly but it is it's it's interesting because also then technically like, is she a banshee or is she like a, a different spirit altogether or right. um but at right. the same time she's been linked yeah. so it's like you got to take for i mean it's it's kind of the same sort of principle with the origin of the blair witch is because like right. how she was this woman who was exiled and isolated and um abused from the town that she and so from that abuse i mean and 
I think that's based off of I might be talking that's about based, my ass. No, that's based off of a real, a real. Pretty sure that yeah, ba- that's based off of a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's interesting how like, and this is true with the Salem witch trials, like women's neglect mm-hmm. and you know abuse of power from right men and you know you know like, uh, organizations in power have have a. Uh, kind of cultivated these right. horror figures. Right. And and like especially yeah, like when with the Salem witch trials, like it was it was truly a like a mass hysteria event that was targeted on women because they were seen as less than men. Right. Um and and I think that that's an interesting like especially with the Banshee when it where it comes from it's almost like with the, in, or at least in the Irish, like when I was reading it, um, it seemed like there was a lot more respect to, yeah. you know, like the Banshee is a spirit that is there to help. Um, right. Like, or, or like a bunch of other, like, or like, um, especially with Keening women, they were seen in the town as respected, respected women. Respected figures. Um, yeah. Whereas like, you know, in America, it wasn't that way. Um, yeah. And and even with like and maybe like for all we know the Badlands Banshee is the like is the same thing she's just warning people and yeah you know like it has twisted into she's sinister yeah, um, yeah. now question mm-hmm. because this is this is what freaks me out the most about like okay like say it's real like right. the Banshee is real like if I were, if I had an encounter with the Banshee, what would freak me out the most is the mouth for sure. Yeah. That, at that point I'd be like, goodbye, see you later. <laughs> and I'm okay. Like pale right. face for sure. Um, and I've seen that a lot in, you know, the kind of subhumanly wide open mouth. Like I, you see that all the time in horror movies, like yeah. the fourth kind. I don't know if you've, I don't think I've seen that one. Or, yeah, or um, where like, you know, the the uh, the whatever is doing the scaring, right, is has that attribute. Yeah, and it's like that's you know. So I'm wondering, like, did that was that attribute there from the beginning, or did that turn up in the American? Yeah, um, the only like. I mean, from like the beginning, it's it's really hard because like there aren't a lot of detailed sightings from the like you know the origins and the beginnings. It was more of like a broad tale, um, uh-huh. but like basically like back in the back in the original stories, she yeah. was either seen as like an old haggard looking woman, or she was uh-huh. seen as like a beautiful like ghostly woman. Um, and it never, I mean, most of the time, or at least the ones that I read, I didn't see anything about the jaw, like being like open until the Badlands Banshee. And then the one from Northern Ireland, like the 1978 one or whatever. Um, so like, I think that could also be, (laughs) that's a new feature. Yeah. Like she's, she's like, listen, these kids are desensitized. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta (laughs) step up my game here. She's like sitting in the mirror. She's like, ah, no, that's not good enough. She's, <laughs> She's doing, doing her, all. <laughs> her She's jaw. Massage. Uh, 
every time she comes home, she's like, whoo, that was a doozy. Ooh, wow. I am <laughs> tight again. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's, but, um, it's strange. I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I think, I think with, with something that's been rooted in, um, history and Irish like folklore and also just like their like their ways of life is you know it's hard to dispute something that ancestors really really believed in um and kind of like but this is why I'm a skeptic is that ancestors also believed that the sun revolved around the earth (laughs) you know like you could every you could trace anything back to you know anything and it would probably sound a little ridiculous from what it uh, we know it is today right however although i'm a step skeptic i think that this session has really um destigmatized what my idea of the banshee is um instead of this you know kind of bat like uh you know gross animal i you know i i know now that she really comes from you know powerful independent right clairvoyant woman you know what i mean who right. who have who have really good vocal cords right she they said she listen, work, we're really work good on broadway. you know hopefully she'd be working on broadway she's like hadestown count me in i'm i just realized like throughout this entire podcast i feel like i'm giving off the impression that i'm like this really big like mt theater kid and like that is <laughs> like like <laughs> Yes, I majored in MT, but like I'm not like that. Okay, no, everyone, like, you I'm heard it here. Okay, everyone, Ryan's not that big of an MT nerd, so get that out of your heads. <laughs> right now, like immediately, all your listeners. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was great to have you. Thank and you. You'll have to come back for more. Please, thank you for having me. Um, this was so much fun, and um, stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe in this world. <laughs> Beware of barn owls. Oh, barn owls. Okay, bye. Love you. Mwah. Love you. Mwah. So, what do you think? Is the banshee really out there? We are on Instagram at Out There Cryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. One week from today, I will be covering a cryptid that looks like a giant frog that may be carrying a wand. That's right, the Loveland Frog. See you next week. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Zykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.